Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Connecting God's way. And today we're going to look at relationships, and we're going to take it to a whole other level today. Because we're going to see how it is that God wants us to connect, all right? And how he wants us to, to relate with people. Now, when we're talking about relationships, I spoke about we were created to relate first with who? With God, all right? And that one is not that hard, to be honest, because God is so inviting. God is so accepting. He is so just telling us to come in. You know, that one's not hard. We we're created to relate with him, and we were created to relate with one another. Now, that's the difficult one. <laughs> okay, the difficult one is interpersonal relationships, all right? The, the person that is sitting behind you, you know, that might start coughing during the service and they don't have a mask on and you're all of a sudden like, what is this guy doing behind me, Brian? It's like, you know, today people get more scared, all right, of somebody sneezing in public than hearing there's a gun in public. You know what I'm saying? It's gotten scary. Interpersonal relationships, they are complicated. So, for example, God knew that. God knew that, and he knew we were made for relationships. So God gives Moses what? The Ten Commandments, right? God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. Do you guys know the Ten Commandments? Don't worry, I'm not going to bring you up here to recite them this morning. And, you know, I would have to give you, like, tickets for every conference this year, you know. But anyways, listen to the Ten Commandments. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share them with you. All right, number one. The Lord says, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make any idols of any kind or image. By the way, this is in Exodus 20, if you want to look into it, all right? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's number three. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Five, honor your father and your mother. Six, you shall not murder. Then you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not testify falsely against your neighbor, and you shall not covet. Those are the Ten Commandments right there. Now, it's so interesting to me that the first four commandments have to do with your relationship with God. And the other six commandments has to do with what? With your relationship with people. Now, what I find even more interesting is that the fifth commandment, which is the one in between your relationship with God and your relationship with people, is honor your father and your mother. I, I found that very interesting, and I know that God doesn't do things by coincidence. So God, why would he sandwich right there in the middle of those commandments? You know what? Honor your father and your mother. You know why? Because that's the first relationship that we're brought into when we're born in this world. The first relationship that we're supposed to be brought into is a relationship where you come into a nurturing home where there's a dad and there's what? There's a mom. And those parents are supposed to supply, if you were here with me last week, those four basic needs that we all have. The need for security. The need for unconditional love, the, the need for value or acceptance, and the need for purpose or significance. That's supposed to be given where? In the home. Now, when there's no father and no mother, or there's a mother and the father left, that whole system or that idea that God created is broken. 
And that first relationship that's supposed to be a reference of how the kingdom of God operates, well, it's sort of like a messed up reference. Because I'm supposed to see mom, I'm supposed to see dad, I'm supposed to see them come together to make decisions and protect me. And the enemy has been very astute to come and and destroy the home. Come against the idea of, of, of parents raising up. And now we have all these things. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, you, you could have, you know, guys having kids and women could have kids and this and that. And it's just, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. It's just satanic. It's not from God because it's not his original design. So this morning when I look around and I see parents here, I see you guys with, with your kids right there next to you. Chris, I see, see you and your wife there with your kid. I'm like, that's what God wanted. God wanted the family, the father, the mother coming to worship together. See, Rene and, 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 and Liz and, and Snoop Dogg. No, never mind. Clemente. You should have seen Clemente last night, man. He had them little braids coming down and everything. Now, Jesus takes these Ten Commandments to a whole other level. Jesus takes the Ten Commandments, and in, and in Matthew 5, I'm not going to really dive into it, but Jesus says things like this that really like blow my mind. He says, you have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. Where's that? In the Ten Commandments. And if you murder, you're subject to judgment. But Jesus says, but I say, if you are even angry with someone, you're subject to judgment. I was like, all right, hold on a second. And then Jesus said, you have heard the commandment that it says, you must not commit adultery. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Like, and then I just put a third one here. He says, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemy and pray for those that persecute you. So Jesus takes relationships to a whole other level. Completely. And, and you might read this and you're like, so why did Jesus say this? Why, why, why is he saying that? Because for the Christian, for the son or daughter of God, let me tell you something. We have a different standard than those that do, know, not, do not know God. You and I are supposed to live different. We're supposed to behave different. We're supposed to relate with each other different. And Jesus is saying, if you're going to be my follower, these are my standards. Because Jesus is not so worried about what we do outside, but of the condition of the heart. And you might come and say, shake hands with somebody and say, hey man, you know, I love you and this and that. But inside, I hate this guy. And be jealous and be angry and all this. And, and the Lord says, you know what? I'm going after the heart. I want you to have true relationships. I, I don't want you guys just to do the, 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 the external thing. We're the representatives of God here on earth, church. So we're the ones, for example, if you're going to represent Christ and I'm going to represent Christ, we're the ones to show the love of the Father to this dying world. We're the ones to show this world what true compassion looks like, what mercy looks like, what righteousness looks like. So the Lord says, you're going to have to do relationships my way. 
Because if you don't do it my way, it's not going to happen. You see, when we do relationships our way, relationships get messed up, man. You see, we're experts in breaking relationships. We're experts in hurting people. We're, we're, we're experts in lying and, and cheating and, and stealing our way into things. And that is not the way of the kingdom. That's not the way that the Lord wants us to operate. So today I want to share with you guys three things that we put into practice. There's always three things. When you hear five things, you're like, oh boy, this is going to be a long one today, you know? It's always three things. I'm going to share with you guys three things that if you put into practice, listen, you'll have strong, healthy, godly relationships. And what kind of relationships do I want you guys to have? Strong, healthy, godly relationships. I'm going to share with you guys three things. But before I get into those things, let's look at the different type of relationships that we have. For example, one of the type of relationships that we have are superficial relationships. Superficial relationships, you know, are, are those that are at a shallow level. You know, it's with people that you really don't know. And uh, you meet and you just say hi and you just move on. And there's really maybe not a desire to, to go deeper than that. You know, it's people that you see around and, hi, how you doing? You know, and you're polite. That's a superficial relationship. And then we have the level of acquaintance. All right, acquaintance. Now, this is interesting because acquaintance is when you start gathering information from somebody. You know, you start asking questions to what? To get to know them. You know, from where you are, you know, where did you go to school? What, what have you done? You know, you're collecting facts. And most of our relationships, guys, are at that level. Most of our relationships are at the acquaintance level. Actually, you know, as I was thinking of this, uh, for most of us, you know, school, work, church, you know, neighborhood relationships fall right here in the acquaintance level. Because unless we are brought together, okay, by a common place or task, there wouldn't be a relationship. A lot of us relate with others because, oh, I go to school with him. I relate with that person because I work with him. I, I, I relate with him because, oh, I see him at church every Sunday. So, you know. So we relate at what place? We relate at the acquaintance level because there's a task or there's something in common. Now, the third level of relationship is friends. Write that down, friends. Okay. These are people you know, you talk to. People that you could invite to your house, you have meals together, maybe you even spend, you know, vacation time together, holidays, you know, birthdays, you know, and, and there's a close bond, there's a close bond, all right, you like to be around uh, those people, you don't have a problem, you know, sparking up conversations with those people, those are, those are friends. And then I put a fourth level here, okay, that I, I wrote, God-given relationships, for me, this is a fourth level of relations, God-given relations. Now, which are those? These are very special relationships. These are very special. These are relationships that we are grateful for. These are our relationships that bring you joy. These are our relationships that you mutually edify one another. The Bible talks about iron, sharpening iron. You know, there's, no, there, there's a trust that you could tell that person something and they could tell you something and, and you know that the relationship is not at harm. 
There's common interests, common goals. There's a loyalty. There's commitment one to the other. Those are God-given relationships. And you know what, guys? We need more of those in our lives. We need more of those God-given relationships. We can have friends. It's good to have friends. But we need those that, that, that you let them in into your life. You know, today we're living in a day where, where we talk, you know, a lot about, about, you know, transparency. You know, but I want to go deeper than that. We need relationship, not only of transparency, but of vulnerability. And, and the other day, you know, I actually recorded a video for this and I thought it was cool. My cat was in a window. And, and all of a sudden there was a lizard outside of the house and my cat was, you know, bumping against the window and trying to get the lizard. And I'm like, poor cat. It's never going to get that lizard. And the lizard is just like staring at it, like defying it. Like you're in there and I'm out here. And I was thinking that's how transparent relationships are because you can see, but you can't touch, you can't feel, you can't taste. And we need those relationships that you say, Intimacy, into me see, into me see, this is who I am. I could be vulnerable. Those are the relationships that we need. And that's why Numa is a church of small groups. I'm never going to get tired of speaking to you guys about this because the reason that we have small groups, we want to take this church from the superficial level, from the acquaintance level, from the friendship level, to the God-given relationships level. And the only way that happens is when we get to know each other and build community and we start to bring down all these walls that we have and let people see what's going on. This last week, we started our small groups. And I want to encourage you, if you're not in a small group, you need to find one. Right now, there's over 40 small groups that are taking place during the week. So it's not for lack of small groups that you can't join. There's a bunch of them, different topics, different days. There's even one that goes on on Saturday night, which I was so surprised. Our good friends, Mike and Grace, lead that. And, and I was like, Saturday night small group. I don't know how that one's going to fly. And I had a whole bunch of people that signed up for it. I'm like, praise God. So you can build what? Strong relationships. Look what, what, what Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 8. And, and he is talking about these God-given relationships that he has with these people in a town called Philippi. And he's writing to them from jail. Okay? We have a preacher back there. All right? Paul is writing to these guys from jail about the love that he has for them. And in verse 3 of First Philippians, uh, Philippians 1, verse 3 through 8, it says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and in confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and how 
and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. So you see Paul writing this about these people. And, and, and you look at that and, and you say, okay, that's how I want my relationships to look like. I, I want to be able to love people like that. I, I want to be able to get close the way that, 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 that he looks at these people. So how do I get there or what do I need? Well, here's where we dive into those three points. Number one, to have strong, healthy, godly relationships, choose honor. Choose honor. I don't even know how to say this. But honor the image of God in each person that you come across. And when you're in a relationship with somebody, just understand that that person bears the image of God. To me, that is so mighty and so powerful. Last night... We're trying to get the kids showered up and ready to get to bed. And I'm, you know, going over some of these notes and stuff. And my wife is next to me and, you know, she's on her phone and she goes, babe, you got to see this. And it was a story of a mom that posted uh, different slides and a story about her nine-year-old son that committed suicide because he was bullied by his friends for being indifferent. And the mom decided to post the picture of her son and dead. He choked himself with a rope. And you see his neck, you see his face, he posted it. And the two little sisters, she put the video of the two little sisters on top of the body of the nine-year-old crying. And it broke me, church. It broke me because I'm like, when we don't honor the image of God in people, we say nasty things. We treat people with contempt. We put them down. And that's why I'm so adamant with my children. I'm like, guys, first amongst you guys, you don't put each other down. You don't speak down to each other. You don't bully each other. Whoever you talk to, you're going to treat them with honor. You're going to treat them with respect. Is you never know what's going on in the heart of another person and if they're vulnerable or not to something that I might say and all of a sudden it triggers something. So church, if we're going to have strong, godly relationships that are healthy, A, we got to honor the image of God in each person. When you look at that person like, wow, I see a reflection of the Father. Jesus said, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. When you see somebody, there's something of God that that person portrays. Oh, they might be a mess, but there's something of God there. There's something of God there. And you know, we're all broken. We all have things in our lives. But look at the way Jesus treated people. The most insignificant person could come to Jesus and all of a sudden you would see the way that he would deal with them. Just with this honor. Just with this value. You have blind people coming to him. Lame people coming to him. A lady that nobody even wanted to fix her situation coming to him. He would stop for everybody, man. And just know how to speak to them. I want to have relationships like that. 
I want to have relationships where I honor the image of God in people. Number two, to have strong, healthy, godly relationships, serve wholeheartedly. Serve wholeheartedly. What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times we get into relationships because I want to know what benefit this has for me. What, 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 what's in store for me? What can this person give me? I, I feel good when I'm around them. You know, and we need to understand as sons and daughters of God, of children of God, that if we're going to represent the Father in the kingdom, when we get involved in a relationship, we're going to get in that relationship to serve that person. We're going to serve those people. And, 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 and our example of this is who is, is Jesus. You know, Jesus says in Matthew 20, 28, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. How about if we try to outserve one another in our relationships? You know, if you're competitive like I am, but I'm competitive in anything, man. You tell me, hey, let's see who goes up these steps quicker to the platform. I'm like, man, I'm trying to get there quicker, you know? Like, you put me to compete. The other day we were at your house, like, let's see, you make that shot. Like, man, I got to make the first shot. You go in. I'm like, all right, we're good. I'm competitive. I'm actually walking with God because somebody challenged me. Some guy that told me, oh, you're going to be like those people that only come to church on Good Friday or you come to church on Easter and you're going to be happy with that. And I told him, what time's the service on Sunday? He goes, 9 a.m. I was there before they opened the gates of the church because I was challenged. I love challenges, you know. So how about if we try to outserve one another? You know, I, I got to give it up for, for my wife. There was a moment uh, that there was, uh, Gabby didn't have it easy because when she married me, I was already the youth pastor, you know, and there was a certain expectation or there was a certain, you know, she needed to act in a certain way and behave. And I have been with these guys for so many years and Gabby was one of them. So now for them to see Gabby as my wife and actually like be able to come under her leadership, it, it was a task. And there was a girl, there was a specific girl on the team not going to say names. These guys are laughing already, man. That's what happens when you walk for so many years, right? How many years, Pastor? Like 25, 25 years walking together. Listen to this. So there was this girl that's on the team that is giving my wife the hardest time, you know, because she saw like eye to eye with Gabby and all this and all that. And Gabby would get home and she's like, man, you know, I'm trying to do all these things and it doesn't work. And every time we, we put this, she says, I'm not going to make it. I can't go. I can't do this. And she speaks down to me and everything. And and one day, my wife came up with a beautiful idea. She goes, I'm just going to serve her. And I'm like, how does that look like? And she goes, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out, you know. And all of a sudden, Gabby just went out of her way. And if she's looking, I'm sure she's laughing right now. She just went out of her way to just serve this girl and serve her and serve her. And you know what happened? In about 12 months the heart of this girl changed completely. And all of a sudden, her and her husband became a power couple in my team. And she was brought in and she was able to lower her defense. How? Because my wife served her. If there's a tough relationship in your life that you know is a godly relationship 
and because of maybe situations, things have gone off or have gone sideways, start serving that person and outserve them. And like, but pastor, you know, it's difficult. It's like, I know. <laughs> you imagine Jesus says, I came to give my life as a ransom for many. That's like huge right there. <laughs> How much are you going to serve until I feel that I'm giving my life away? Worship team, you guys could come up. Because I would complain sometimes to God. I would complain sometimes to God and say, Lord, the standard that you say you set upon us is not easy. You know, and, and, and as I was growing up in the ways of God and in church and serving the Lord, I felt like I was always held to a higher standard. And I was like, man, I can't get away with anything. I remember one day, my wife and I had left on vacation to, 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 to Orlando. Hadassah and David were small. And the pastor calls me. He's like, well, you know, remember that this week I asked for a vacation. And it's like, listen, something came up. I need you to come back. I'm like, uh, but listen, we just left yesterday. We still have like five more days to go. Well, you know what? Come back, be in the service, and then drive back. I was like, what? It's like, what? And I would be there, and at the beginning, I'd be like, like all upset, you know what I'm saying? And the Lord's like, I didn't bring you back here just for you to sit there and be all bitter and everything. I want you to do something. <laughs> and as you serve, you know what? You start to see Jesus in that because Jesus is in the service. Actually, he said it like this. Whoever wants to be the greatest shall be the servant. So you know who are the greatest here today? Not me preaching. You know who it is? Some of those guys that are out in the parking lot with an umbrella, getting some of you guys out of the car as you came in. It's like, oh man, I need to get quick. I got to get in. I got to go listen to Pastor Chris. I got to be in the worship. You just missed the most important people here today. We have people in the kitchen right now that are preparing breakfast for the dream team. Those are important people. You never see them, but they're in there. It looks like Subway if you go in through those doors right now. <laughs> but con cafecito cubano, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> those are great people in the kingdom because of what they do. So we want strong godly relationships in our life. You know what? Let's serve wholeheartedly. And the third one, the third one. Oh, this is a hard one. But let's go. Be ready to forgive at all times. If we want strong, godly relationships, honor the image of God, serve wholeheartedly, and be ready to forgive at all times. This is a huge one. You see, James chapter 3, verse 2, the first part of that verse, I'm actually going to read from the Amplified Bible, which amplifies the verse. It says this, For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. Oh. So this verse says that we stumble, we fall, and we offend. I have some news for you, church. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you this, but I'm going to offend you. <laughs> You're going to get offended with me. Why did pastor say that? He shouldn't have said that. Or if he had to say, he could have said it like this. I'm going to offend you. And when you get into close intimate relationships you're going to offend and you're going to be offended 
And a lot of us are walking life bitter, angry, crippled because of something that happened 10, 15 years ago. Oh, it's that so-and-so said this thing to me. And I hold a grudge. Oh, and they're going to, oh man, just forgive them. How about tonight you go home and you sleep light and you take some weight off of you because when you when you don't forgive and you hold on to those things, let me tell you what it does is it just brings this burden upon you. And you lose sleep and you lose peace. Actually, Jesus said it like this, my peace I give to you. So if a relationship makes you lose your peace, is that you're giving the peace that Jesus gave you away. You're letting those people control the peace that Jesus gave to you. Is that every time I'm around that person, they just make me go like this. <laughs> they trigger me. Oh, man. So relationships are not easy. Relationships are complicated. So today I ask you, is there people in your life that you might need to forgive? Some people that you need to, you know what? They offended me. I need to let that go. It doesn't mean that you're going to become best friends with them, by the way. I need to say that. Doesn't mean that now they're going to be your buddies, how they used to be. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is in your heart, you need to let that go. Just declare blessing over their lives. Just profess blessing over them. And if you do these three things, then you'll be demonstrating God's perfect love to people. The love that is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, and with this I close. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. We're a day away from Valentine. And we think about Valentine. Oh, I love this person so much. Oh, if they would know how much I love them. But I love hamburgers too. And I love ribs. And I love my dog. And you can't forget, I love my cat. So if you love me in that category, I don't really know if I feel loved, man. You put me in the level, you know, with hamburgers and cats and dogs. I'm like, all right, give me a second, man. How, how do you really love me? And if we're talking about this strong, committed, you know, healthy kind of relationship or it needs to be built on what? On real love. And it's found. And we say this in weddings, you know. Oh, man, so many weddings that we've done. And we read this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. That's a slap for me. Because <laughs> I usually want my way. But love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. All right, a lot of us just <laughs> write that one down. It does not rejoice about injustice. Oh man, I can't wait till they get it. Because when they get it, they had it coming to them. And you just wait, waiting for something bad to happen to that person. And here it says, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith. It is always hopeful. And endures through every circumstance. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. 
So you want to connect in relationships God way? There it is. That's the way that we do it. So as I close today, my question is, how have you been connecting with others? How's your relationships? Acquaintance level, I just want to keep them there. Get close. Friendship. Or you know what? Are you building godly, healthy, strong relationships? I want you to close your eyes this morning. I just really feel the Holy Spirit is here today. It's His presence. It's His voice that speaks to our hearts and makes us sensitive to hear what He has to tell us. You didn't come here this morning or tune in to be lectured by me. That's not my point, my goal at all. I'm here to point you in the right direction. I'm here to push you into the arms of the Father. And I want to close by asking this, how is your connection with God right now? You know, I was mentioning different types of, of relationships that, that we have and, and how we connect with people at a superficial acquaintance, friendship level or, or deeper. And, and you know that that's the way that a lot of times we connect with God there with your eyes closed. Many of us have a superficial relationship with God. And we just drop in once in a while. Hey, how are you? And we just come to church once a month and just to feel that you're fulfilling your commitment, your duty. Many connect with God at an acquaintance level. You know, you have some facts down here. Yeah, you know this and you know that. Very few have a real intimate relationship with God yet it's the most important relationship that you can have in your life most important relationship it is the one that brings you joy it's the one that brings you true fulfillment it's your relationship with God and here this morning I ask you how is that relationship today how close are you walking to God I want you to get so close to him because he wants to get so close to you. So right there in your own words today, tell him, Father, I want to run into your arms, Lord. I want to get closer to you. And this year, 2022, I really want to take my relationship with you to another level, Lord. Help me. Help me, Lord. And just take a moment right there. I'm just going to stop talking here for a second and you talk to him in your own words. We're about to leave now. I have a few minutes left in this place, but just talk to God in your own words. As the worship team leads us in a song. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus.
about God's faithfulness over your life. On, tell him. All my life you have been so, so good. Yes, Lord. With every breath that I am made, I will sing of the goodness of God. God has been good to you. He's been good to me. And if you're here this morning, and you don't even know how to start that intimate relationship with God. It's only through Christ Jesus that you could do that. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And whether you're watching through that camera, you're here in person today. If you invite Jesus Christ into your heart, you receive him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that you will start today that intimate relationship with God because you become a son or daughter of God. And today in this room, if you tell me, Pastor, I want to make that decision. If you're watching through that camera and you want to make that decision, I want you to make this prayer with me. Repeat with me and say, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for paying the price of my sin on the cross. And from this moment on, I declare myself to be your son or your daughter, forgiven by your precious blood on the cross. Now, Lord, take me by the hand into the arms of my heavenly Father and fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may live the life that you have for me. In Jesus' mighty name. We say amen and amen. Let's put our hands together this morning for Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.